For God's sake. Alan! <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is the Hollerback podcast, supposed to be introduced by my co-host, Alan, here. Hey. <laughs> yep, this is Trinity, and we are starting the podcast up this semester for all of you hoss cats out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I apologize for my technical difficulties in the beginning. Um, this is our very first time kind of hosting a podcast, and we are really referring or actually taking inspiration from our previous seasons with the Hollerback podcast um, and trying to revive it during this semester. So, yeah, 2023, spring. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much our uh, our kind of goal is to... is to release bi-weekly podcast every Monday uh, for you folks to listen and and enjoy. It's going to be Appalachian. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking Appalachian issues, ongoing conversation into Appalachian topics, and all that other good stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, this semester we have really exciting topics and guest speakers that we wanted to try to introduce into the podcast and um, we are always open for suggestions. So this podcast is open for comments, suggestions, and you can always email us um, for any of your concerns and or ideas for our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our first episode, and we wanted to introduce ourselves with our audience, the Hoscats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, well, before we start the whole entire episode, Trinity and I wanted to do a quick trivia. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yep. Okay, little, so little bit of Kentucky first. trivia, both for you all out there listening, yeah. as well as for me and Alan, because I didn't know the answer to these questions <laughs> beforehand. So hopefully it'll be fun for you, too. We're going to start it off with a question for Alan. In which Kentucky town was the first Mother's Day celebrated? You want some options? Yes, please. We have Richmond, Georgetown, Henderson, or Florence? Drum roll. Okay, so I have absolutely no idea what this answer might be, but Florence sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) <laughs> oh. No, no. Oh, okay. Man, it was Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, I can't give you too much grief over words. that because I did not know that either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the more you do know. Is there a, is there a fact behind that? Or? Uh, it looks like Mary Towles Sassine, a school teacher in Henderson, Kentucky, held the first Mother's Day celebration on April 20th of 1887 on her mother's birthday. So, for those of you who didn't know, now you know. (laughs) I have no idea what any of those names were, so um, that's a cool kind of fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. I was, (laughs) we were talking about, I was like, maybe we should save it until it's closer to the Mother's Day, and Alan went, isn't Mother's Day in February? (laughs) It's not. It's it's in May, which I I wasn't sure. We had to Google it. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was this month, yeah. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) I didn't know either. (laughs) Okay, uh, my turn. This is going to be my trivia question for Trinity. Which Kentucky town was built inside a meteor crater? Is it Lawrenceburg, Middlesbrough, 
Moorhead or Mayfield? Mm, I also don't know. I feel like I should a meteor crater town. Yeah. Man, let's go with Mayfield. Just, Mayfield. It's got the field name in it. That sounds. You know what? That's a great guess. You know? That's a great guess. But yeah. um, unfortunately, no. <laughs> what is it? If it's Moorhead, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> what is it? It is my hometown, Middlesbrough. That's not Kentucky. fair. <laughs> you have a ho- literal hometown advantage on me. There. Listen, I mean. It's a trivia for you, not for me. So fair enough. <laughs> All you Middlesbrough people out there. Yeah, so. How uh, could you not tell the rest of us? <laughs> you're be built in a meteor crater. Yeah, Middlesbrough, um, actually, Middlesbrough is, their second name is called Crater Town City. Really? Um, yeah. That's cool. That's the second name. So, or I think it's called the Magic City as well. But Cratertown City, City is is uh it's is Millsboro's nickname and fun fact that's where I'm from and which we'll probably talk about more about here in a second. But mm-hmm. great lead in there. <laughs> yeah, the the fact about this trivia is the town of Middlesbrough, built inside an enormous meteor crater, was established in 1886 to exploit iron and coal deposits. Although the town's founder, Alexander A. Arthur, apparently did not know the crater's extraterrestrial origin mm. pretty awesome extraterrestrial awesome. origin, origin. <laughs> i like the sound of that <laughs> yeah i'm a big alien fan <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all yeah probably not a great topic for the appalachian podcast but yeah, you know maybe later future, maybe that'll be its own episode <laughs> plans absolutely uh but yeah uh we'll move on to introducing ourselves and um Hopefully, you guys will get to know us a little bit better. And after every podcast or kind of dead week, we would love to answer any of your your personal questions you have for us and or our future guests um, throughout the semester. So, uh, introducing ourselves, Trinity, would you like to go first? You want me to start it off? Absolutely. So, um, let's, yeah, let's start off with your name, where you're from, your major, and how you're involved with Appalachian. Cool beans. I really need to stop it with that phrase, but <laughs> like I'm so that's I'm I really bad about that. Absolutely love it. Uh, I'm Trinity Adams. For all of you out there listening, I'm from Letcher County, Kentucky, which for those of you who don't know is deep southeast Kentucky. I know it's not as well known, very small, <laughs> but I'm a psychology major here at the University of Kentucky with an art studio minor. And, yeah, I started working at the Appalachian Center on campus, which, for those of you who have never been, check that place out. Super yeah, cool. But I've been a student worker there, and it definitely is great place for community. Um, if you're an Appalachian student or not, either way, roll in, chat with us, you know? Yeah, we have <laughs> coffee hours stuff. as well, so that's pretty pretty incredible. Wait, when are they? Uh, Thursdays at... Ten. Ten. The first Thursday of each month, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay, cool. Probably should know for sure, but... Yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. Gotta look at the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. Check out the Appalachian Center calendar. We have a website, guys. How cool is that? Yes. <laughs> all sorts of good events coming up for the semester, mm-hmm. so please check those out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great introduction. So On to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Alan Luke. And I am from Bell County, Kentucky, Middlesbrough, Kentucky. 
So the crater city, the guys. The crater city, <laughs> yeah. Um, my major is biology. I'm a third year here at the University of Kentucky, minoring in Appalachian Studies. And um, I've been working with Dr. Engel and being a part of the Appalachian Center since my second semester here at UK. So my freshman year during spring break, or it's spring semester, <laughs> spring break. I think that's whenever I sent my email to Dr. Engel's during spring break. Um, yeah, I am actually Vietnamese American. Uh, both my parents are from Vietnam. Uh, they immigrated over to Kentucky and they were first in Louisville. And then I, I promise you, I think part of the reason why they went to Middlesbrough is because they threw a dart at a map. That's Literally the, awesome. the map of Kentucky, and they were just like, "Oh, that looks pretty good," and then they just drove down to Millsboro. I strive for that level of spontaneity. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, you know what? Dart um, the map. Yeah, Middlesbrough is pretty cool. Middlesbrough is um tri-state area. Uh, I grew up there my whole life. Right. Well, we were in, in an apartment first, and then where uh, our house is like right on Cumberland Avenue. So, um, incredible memories I have down there, and I'm sure you guys will know more about that later but uh yeah that's pretty much my intro oh and i'm also a pre-med um and that's my future plans <laughs> uh, trinia do you talk about your future plans oh well the psychology and art studio degree sounds like a weird combination at first but i want to go to graduate school for art therapy in the future oh my hopefully. gosh okay Can I graduate art therapy that's awesome but um yeah uh we Trinity and I really hope that you guys can take uh, a few, maybe an hour out of your day to check in on our podcast and see what we have going on. Um, but this is just a really kind of a intro leeway into uh, how our podcast is going to work uh, throughout the semester. So this is also a learning process for both me and Alan. It who definitely have, is. Yeah, never done a podcast before, so it's it's an adventure. That's you know I what was it is. so I was so nervous because listening to the the previous seasons of the Hollerback podcast, they just sound so professional, mm-hmm. and it just sounded like they were <laughs> scripting everything. So yeah. uh, Trinity and I are just coming in here and yeah. booking this podcast, um, probably on a whim mm-hmm. and seeing how it goes. We were in here the other day practicing, and as soon as we left, Alan's like, well, we're professionals now. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's how it works exactly, but yeah, close oh enough, gosh. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I'll kind of start off with a quick question for Trinity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. For both of us, Alan, <laughs> we can both answer this. I'm not the most qualified. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally fine. But... um. Yeah, how do you how do you feel? Mm, University of Kentucky is kind of like a home away from home. I definitely do feel like when I came to college, it was such an abrupt change because well, this is an Appalachian podcast, so like I'll talk about that a little bit. I really didn't see Appalachian as a part of my identity before I left an Appalachian area, you know, and came into a more urban city of Lexington. And so 
that transition was really interesting for me because I, this may sound strange, I didn't know I had an accent really. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I was around, at least not a deep one. I knew it was there. But I moved in on campus my freshman year into a dorm with my uh, roommate. And the first, she's from Georgia. The first thing she said to me was, you're such a country bumpkin. What? (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) But didn't know the accent was that thick, but I've definitely gotten a few comments on it since. Wow. I even got Australian a few times. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I think those are just students that just doesn't understand mm-hmm. what accents are, yeah. probably. Never, but. never heard an Appalachian <laughs> one before. I honestly kind of like it when they're like, <laughs> are you from Australia? <laughs> no, but that would be cool. <laughs> That would be cool. Oh Just from deep within the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down under, I think is what mm-hmm. it is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could totally understand, um, kind of understand, like, identity of Appalachia, because I didn't understand that I was in the Appalachian region until probably my second year of high school, third year of high school, and then I didn't really start to explore cultural identities until the last year of my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It was a, it was a pretty crazy realization, um, and moving to or transitioning from high school to UK my freshman year was during COVID. So I was mm-hmm. pretty much locked in my apartment. I didn't really have yep. too much contact with a lot of students, um, and a lot of my conversations didn't really start until my sophomore year, which was last year, just last fall, um, which was pretty pretty interesting too. Yeah, I kind of I shared the co- we're the same year. Yeah. I also shared the COVID experience. Yeah, of that's right. That's right. Not leaving my dorm room yeah. <laughs> for days at a time. It was a mess. <laughs> you know, I'm actually pretty jealous because I normally don't get comments saying that I have an accent, um, a country accent or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I get jealous because I actually really want to try to pick up a country accent. Pick it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you spend enough time with me on the podcast, eventually yeah, it'll you. start. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> Whenever I go back home, I feel like I, I can pick it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a, like totally stronger than how it is um, during school. Yeah, that's what my friend Jen says. Every time I come back from visiting home, she's like, you're talking deeper and you're talking yeah. slower. Yes. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's just part of it. Yeah, um, but I've always been jealous growing up um, with kids my age in Middlesbrough because, like, I just, I don't know, I, I just had, like, a corrected English. I think it might have mm. been, it really might have been um, the TV shows I watched or my parents were, like, really trying to emphasize to – uh, have a more corrected English because they had a really strong accent mm-hmm. um, as Vietnamese um, immigrants coming to America. So maybe that was probably part of their discipline, like training disciplines mm-hmm. for me. But growing up, but yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting. I I think UK for me, you know, being a home away from home would would probably be uh, I don't know like a sense of community because I I. Growing up in Millsboro, it's always been small businesses, small communities, and small groups. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just saw that how that was sort of laid out with UK, but it was extremely big at the same time. Mm-hmm. So whenever COVID hit during my freshman year, I saw small smaller groups like Campus Kitchens, how I got involved in that. 
and then obviously the Appalachian Center, how I got involved in that. And then those two core groups kind of grew on me and um, the interactions I had with that was was pretty incredible and experiential. So, um, sure. but yeah, the country accent can never can never uh, stick to me. Maybe it. I mean, maybe it is here. I don't know. <laughs> it's hidden deep within. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so next question, Trini, do you want to pick it out a little? Yeah, we have a whole list of things that yeah. we had written down. Are there any Appalachian traditions that you hold close to your heart or that you yourself practice? Let's go you see, that. that's still something that I'm still trying to figure out mm-hmm. uh, or kind of starting to realize because I, I grew up with um, incredible neighbors, very, very supportive uh, families, especially how they treated my parents and my siblings. And they were so open to our culture and sharing their own culture, which is the Appalachian culture um, that I hold dearly as well, that I didn't realize that it was so different from the students I interacted at UK. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess like I would say the uh, one of the most memorable experiences growing up would be like preparing for the Super Bowl. And Ooh. <laughs> uh, and uh, not not to not to you know connect it with the Super Bowl this week that's coming up on Sunday. Go Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but wow. <laughs> I I say this I know nothing about the Super Bowl. <laughs> like genuinely, uh, mm, my but, knowledge is very limited about sports of any kind. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of the traditions is. You know, getting getting together, getting the whole neighborhood get together and, you know, setting up for a big barbecue cookout. And these are dishes that are cooked from, you know, their own homes, passed down from family to family generations to, you know, barbecuing with like eight to nine men like just Appalachian men I can't I can't really explain it uh well but um and you know we have picnic tables set out on the backyard we have tents set out and um a big uh tv set up in the garage and we just have a good time and you know enjoy and meet new people and and even invite people walking by too so um that was the biggest um memorable experience I've had growing up was was the cookouts mm-hmm. that we had the food that we had and um, the conversations that I had whenever I was a kid for sure the community and like also Appalachian food absolute staple yes. barbecue oh my which is why my family thought it was so unnatural when I became a vegetarian <laughs> they were upset <laughs> I, I could not imagine I've never I've never really met a true vegetarian until I went to UK mm-hmm. so yeah, it is pretty bizarre to know that there are vegetarians like um, out you know, there. Like, yeah, <laughs> We're just roaming around in the Appalachian <laughs> community because mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion, the Appalachian community is very—I don't know—very yeah. hard with 
carnivore. Yeah, <laughs> carnivore-like <laughs> lifestyle. Tendencies, yeah. I mean, ribs, steaks. And, it oh used to make goodness. me laugh so much because my grandmother, every time I'd come home from uh, college, she'd be like, I'm going to slip me into your food and not tell you. <laughs> it's like, I, kn- I knew she wouldn't. She was right. joking. But at the same time, I'm like, she definitely wants to. <laughs> She's definitely thought about it before. And, and those type of humors with, with the people growing up in Appalachian community, it's just, it, it's what makes me so happy. It's just because you know they're, they're joking. Yeah. Um, but, but are in, they? Oh, are they? That's yeah. the question. You know, are they joking? Before you go to sleep, you kind of mm-hmm. like ask yourself, like, Dinner tasted a little <laughs> weird tonight, mm. <laughs> for sure. Did yeah. you did you think of any um, Appalachian traditions that? Yeah, I definitely do of? also connect with the food and community because mm-hmm. I mean there are like Appalachian dishes, of course, without meat in them, still delicious. Yes, my yes. grandmother's mashed potatoes and mac and cheese will remain oh my, my favorite thing ever for all time, probably. Banana um, pudding for me. Oh my god, yes. Banana pudding for me. Yeah, over the holidays, yes. amazing. I mm, man, that banana is pudding incredible. is something else. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think a lot of what I connected with as a kid uh, was different craft elements mm. like quilting and embroidery stuff, sewing with my grandmother. Right. I always really loved that. Possibly why I'm an art studio major now. It's just Too yeah, all awesome. those memories. My grandmother, very, very like good seamstress, good at, I guess that's the word I was thinking of, but I remember she would have us uh, sew wash rags together when yeah. we were little, and she would then like try and rip them apart as hard as she could, and if they broke, she was like, you need to keep practicing. <laughs> so, I mean, it was effective. I can now sew two rags together. <laughs> that is amazing, and those are, those are the skills. I mean, those are the skills that are just passed out. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, yeah, connecting with crafts for you is connecting with um food for me, kind of, mm-hmm. because growing up, food was probably the universal language yeah. that was that was connecting me, my family, to our neighbors. Because you know, growing up as a Vietnamese uh, American, uh, my household was mainly Vietnamese cuisines. Mm-hmm. So whenever we introduced new food. Um, trying out new dishes um, at these cookouts for for families to try out they're just like what is that and they get so skeptical they get yeah. they get really um, I don't know paranoid is is how you would probably see it but mm-hmm. as soon as they try it and you know you see their face light up and then yeah. you know you kind of see them like searching around like who made this <laughs> I then, need the recipe yeah. now <laughs> and it's kind of funny because you're just like well we're, we're kind of the only Asians out here <laughs> I mean, it's an Asian dish. So it's like, we're over here. Uh, it was hands. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 that kind of feeling of connection of like food, and then um, you know just kind of developing that melting pot that mm-hmm. that everybody really talks about. Um, that made me feel connected to the people in my community, and and you know open these co- new conversations and uh, relationships. So yeah, it's, it's really pretty. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Oh my gosh! I always think about it. I get chills <laughs> thinking about it because, you know, you really don't really start to, to really. Comprehend or think about you know how you grew up and the things that, were, the universal languages uh, to connect with other people, and so, something kind of triggers that you know and, yeah. uh, for me it was, developing a cultural project in, um, Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, 
uh, with my high school to kind of wield all those experiences together and kind of take a step back and look at it um, from a third point perspective. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting a little preachy, but... Uh, <laughs> and then you brought that to us this past semester yeah, with the right. mountain... Yeah, the Mini Mountains yeah. Fall Festival at the University of Kentucky. Which if you weren't there, you should have been, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was an absolute blast. Yeah. Like, the music, the food, it was all there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, the Mini Mountains Fall Festival was, was an inspiration of how I grew up and you know how I my perspective of seeing cultural identities and how communities, you know, small, large, and, and, and ethnic ethnicity-wise can just come together to develop something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much celebrating each other, um, supporting each other, laughing together, and eating, eating food together, listening to music. So that inspiration brought, really motivated me to try to bring that type of um, perspective and event programming to the University of Kentucky, and that's whenever that's how I worked with Dr. Engel. That's how I met Trinity, and and, and I'm literally tearing up right now. <laughs> that was so beautiful and emotional. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the podcast is getting like yeah. it's ten- emotion is high right now, guys. I'm telling you, I could talk about this for hours and mm-hmm. hours. Um, but the podcast is going to be a little bit longer than expected today. Totally fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I could talk about it for hours and hours because it's just, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about it and it's part of the reason why I am pursuing what I am pursuing now, pre-medicine. And, uh, my ultimate goal is to hopefully come back to my community and, and stay in Kentucky, stay in, within the Appalachian region to, um, you know, be part of my, be part of the community again and, and hopefully kind of support where I came from. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, a lot of inspiration for me, too, growing up, is I was always, like, in the arts, whether it be, like, music or yeah. more other stuff, and to see, especially in Appalachian areas, defunding and shutting down of yeah. a lot of those programs, and that's something I feel like that, like, youth and kids need, especially growing up, but really the arts is for everyone. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, I definitely want to bring that sense of it back into the community, and there are so many amazing Appalachian artists right now working towards that, and yeah. to see it, you know, kind of coming to fruition more and more, I think is a really cool thing. I think so, too, um, and how I don't know if this was emphasized in, in your Appalachian community, um, but really the root starts with you know the youth mm-hmm. so it's it's so important to try to you know expose our youth to these sorts of you know programming event programming and, and arts um to kind of expand their horizon mm-hmm. be creative and and you know step out of their comfort zone yeah like i would even say to encourage our appalachian youth to step outside of the Appalachian region, mm-hmm. experience, gain the experience, and then step back inside because that's yeah. where that's where um that's where I think the most impact can be can be uh, made. For sure. Because you're developing youth where they have best of both worlds of, you know, experiencing arts and humanities, but also um going into a state university and then coming back in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. It is. It's. I think it's so interesting too. Like UK is in the same state as 
Letcher County where I come from, but Lexington, it's a totally different experience. Like Absolutely. I've gained so much from being in a city like this, from going to a university. Um, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things in a good way. And so now that I'm uh, like when I go back into, like you said, uh, Appalachian community, I feel like there is more to give having experienced the things oh I have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and Louisville, Kentucky can be a completely different state in mm-hmm. itself uh, compared, <laughs> to, compared to Lexington, to compared to our hometown communities. Um, and le- a, a lot of a lot of students, the conversation I've had was that Lexington is just a small, small like city. It's it's mm-hmm. what they would probably even consider barely a city. And, you know, students coming from southeastern Kentucky like us. Yeah. Like, this is a huge city. Yeah. I'll, like, I think this is, like, I feel like a kid in a candy store with, like, how much stuff that you oh can be doing God. over here. Yeah, my town doesn't have a shoe store anymore. <laughs> so when I came to Lexington, I was like, oh, my God, there's literally something on every yes, street yes, to do. Uh, oh, my gosh. Was, yeah. So yeah. it's it's pretty shocking to, to, you know, have these those kind of conversations mm-hmm. of, you know, geof- geographic, like, uh, differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- it's not even really in perspective, not that far of a distance, absolutely. but it's such a big change. Yeah, it's a big change. And and that change is, in my opinion, can be just enough for, you know, students like us, like um, from a southeastern, eastern, or even western Kentucky, um, to come to Lexington and, and really make an impact like we think we can, mm-hmm. you know. So... I don't know. It's 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 very awesome to think about, scary to think about, intimidating, and 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 um, satisfying uh, mm-hmm. at the same time. So, um, but yeah, my experience so far at UK, my three years is other than sitting at the library and studying, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of yeah, <laughs> where the time goes. It's really where the time goes, but um, it's. It's about looking for the opportunities and, and, and looking for the support that you are comfortable finding and, and, and being around with. Mm-hmm. So, And th- that's why I choose to be around the Appalachian Center as much as I can yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with Trinity and Dr. Ann King and uh, Dr. Ann Oliver and um, <laughs> you Alan You combined their names. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. I guess we can close out today's show with this is called the Holler Back podcast. So it would be important if you don't know for us to tell you what a holler actually yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. I've talked to other people from Lexington and I'll use like, oh, I live down the holler. And they're like, what in the world <laughs> is a holler? Yeah, <laughs> so right. if you don't know, we can talk about that a little bit. Do you want to start us off, Alex? Yeah, so uh, in my opinion, a holler is pretty much a, I don't know, it's it's a livable community within two mountain ranges. Um, so you can kind of consider Middlesbrough um, the main city and then the the outskirts of Middlesbrough, the smaller um, neighborhoods through m- these mountains are the haulers, and that's that's how I kind of see what hauler the sure. the haulers yeah. in, in Appalachia are. Yeah, right. and 
In Letcher County, the haulers are usually very winding. They go yes. very deep into the mountains. Yes. Usually broken to pieces and <laughs> don't get fixed yeah. too often. Yeah. Uh, my mom recently, I was on the phone with her, and they're repaving like part of our hauler. Black tops, yeah, yep. for the first time in forever. But they've put a temporary spotlight, or stoplight, <laughs> spotlight. <laughs> they put a temporary stoplight in the hauler so that cars of the morning get stopped. Right. And she gets so mad. <laughs> I'll be on the phone with her. She's like, it's up again. It's not it's even 730. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least the road, oh you know, gosh. in the end will hopefully be fixed. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I love that. But, yeah, um, I think I think the most interesting thing about the hauler is the drive to the destination. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like you said, like, you know, you just see tires just right on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, broken down little cabins, I, yeah. I guess shacks probably. My, uh, my mom's favorite thing is when she was taking her driving test, the instructor said, if you can drive on Crest Collie, which is where I'm from, you can drive anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. in the world. <laughs> if you can do that, you, you're good. I love that. Oh, my gosh. But, um, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, and, and sometimes haulers, um, they have, like, these – private properties and then you just see cows it's like mm-hmm. right on the side of the hills too and it's, i just think it's hilarious out, yeah. it's just hanging out yeah just hanging out so um but yeah i, I hope i hope that's a little education uh, vocab by two undergrad students defining what a hauler is yeah in, in Appalachia. um but yeah uh we're pretty much coming up close on our time and we want to try to keep these podcasts at a minimum of 20 minutes to 30 and hopefully at most 40 minutes. We know y'all are busy. Absolutely. <laughs> and and busy. our goal is to keep you guys um, in the loop of, you know, probably what's going on with Appalachia or, you know, maybe even learning about something new. And we don't want you guys to click away too mm-hmm. quickly. So uh, we highly encourage you guys to stay for the whole podcast because we would love to announce any kind of news towards the end um, for you guys to check out. For sure. Yeah, so um, (laughs) our closing um, is to make sure that you are visiting our Appalachian Center website at the University of Kentucky and um, clicking on our calendar and looking at our events because we are having incredible events coming up this semester Obviously, I'm not going to say any of them because I want you guys to yeah. go and research them if for you yourself. Are interested though? This past summer, me and Alan both participated in Appalachian Corp, which is a program through the Appalachian Center at UK, where you can work in Appalachian communities in different sorts of ways, or um, whether like virtual or in person, different types. Uh, so that is also on the website if you want to check it out for this coming. Which, yeah, um, thank you guys for. <laughs> Uh, hang out with me and Trinity. This is Alan. This is Trinity. <laughs> and, we'll see, <laughs> and we will see you Hoss Cats later. Yeah. All are back. <laughs> All are back. <laughs> Go Appalachia. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>